Welcome back to On Your Terms. This is such a special episode for me and the team, hopefully for you too, because it's my 100th episode. I cannot believe we have done 100 episodes of On Your Terms. I was actually just talking to a friend the other day who was talking about starting a podcast and she's so excited about it. And she's like, I just want to get going. Like, I feel so anxious. I just want to get it out to the world. And I was like, that is exactly how I felt when I started my podcast. And it's kind of crazy now to be like, We've done 100 episodes, so thank you so much for being here. And to celebrate, I'm really excited to dive into one of my favorite topics, which is hosting a podcast and what your podcast can do for your business. Whether you have one already or you're just thinking about starting one, I want to give you all the tips today. So this episode gives you the scoop on how I plan my content, the tools that I use, software, editing, ideas, strategy, all of the things. Um, I actually got a whole bunch of questions on Instagram for one of the Q&A polls that I posted, and I am just really excited to do a little Q&A with you um, at the end. So normally this is a Sam Sidebar episode where I answer a legal question for you every single Thursday in 10 minutes or less, but you know what? You're going to have to humor me this week. This is your fault. You submitted such good questions about podcasts that today we're probably going to go a little a little over, um, but I'm really, really excited to um, get into all your questions. Okay, so I want to give you a couple of my like best tips. I think some things that I've learned over the years of podcasting and like how I've made these episodes not just be, you know, episodes that are fun to make and I look forward to. Hopefully you find them valuable, but I can tell you as a businesswoman, um, that they are extremely helpful to my business, to the bottom line. So I am interested in helping you create content that like really works for you. It's a little iron working horse in your business where it's out there churning new leads and making sales for you, warming up your audience all the time so that you don't have to be working like a crazy person, which is always my my goal. So I think if I could give you a couple of tips about podcasting, I would say that you want to make the episodes the types of questions or topics that your clients really want to know about. The way that I like to go about this is actually creating cornerstone or almost like SEOifying your podcast episodes. So if you think of like the questions you consistently get, or you think about the questions like if you were going to make like titles to blog posts on your website so you could drive consistent traffic to your site um, about the topic that you teach about. Do you have episodes on all of those or how do you start out with those? So, you know, for me, for example, this might mean like I have an episode on what is business insurance and I'll like link to these all down below because I actually have done these. Um, it's like a what kind of contract do I need? Like, how do I send and sign contracts? What do I do if somebody steals my content? Those are all things that are not only Googleable and like very Google worthy, right? Like people are searching for these things. But there are also things that are people are constantly in my inbox and in my DMs about. And the reason that then it's so helpful to have those cornerstone pieces of content on your podcast is not only does it give you that search ability and you're able to SEO if I, you can turn it into a blog post for your website, it's also going to give you a great touch point so that when people reach out to you and they say, Hey, Sam, uh, I heard you talk about business insurance in this reel, or I heard you mention that this is business insurance is important. I don't really understand what it is or how to get it. And then that's a really natural way for me to be like, hey, thanks so much for watching that reel. I actually talked about it in episode blah, blah, blah. Here's the link to listen. And then when they listen to that episode, not only is the episode full of a lot of value and it's helpful, and I obviously teach them what business insurance is, But it also has a call to action to the next step, the next natural step, which for me would probably be 
you know, going and watching or listening to my free legal workshop, five steps to legally protect your online business, or maybe it's to get my like legal checklist or something like that. So you kind of start to build out this cornerstone pieces of content that's going to be the most helpful to you. It's going to be your workhorse that you're going to be able to go back to. Don't get me wrong there. And I'm going to answer. um, Chelsea actually submitted a really great question about like strategy and how I go about picking topics. And I'm going to talk about this. Not all episodes need to be this way. Not all episodes have to be strategic. I I definitely don't do this 100% of the time. But it's a great, like, it should be the bulk of your content, just like the bulk of your content on Instagram should be educational, kind of authority building content, right? So that's how I like to go about it. In general, I like to build out this evergreen library of sorts of, of episodes. I try to phrase the titles in a way that makes it super easy. Like if someone was scrolling through their podcast listening, you know, platform of choice, they would easily be able to tell like what the episode's about, what they're going to get out of it, what they learn from it, if it's right for them. And so I try to phrase it that way. I also try to phrase the topics in a way that you would talk about them and not necessarily in the way that I would phrase a question. So for example, I just had a episode um, that went live on February 16th that talked about, actually, I can tell you what, what episode it is. Okay. It's episode 94. I actually talked to you about, um, if you learn something in a program, can you teach it? And that's not something that like I would phrase that way. I would teach you like the legal thing of like, is it legal to, uh, or is it like breaking confidentiality if I share content from a program? But I know in my DMS or my inbox, the question usually is like, I took such and such a course. Am I now allowed to teach on X topic? Right. And so I literally phrased it that way when I made the episode go live. So I try to phrase titles the way that I think my customers would or the way that they would ask a question or something like that. Of course, I use the standard copywriting strategy of making sure that my titles are geared towards you. It's really kind of a what's in it for you type of strategy. You can apply that across the board. It will change your business overnight. I really try to make the episodes as much about you as possible. And like, I never, ever think about, am I giving away too much? That's not something that ever enters my mind. Um, I've never found that to be a problem. I mean, I guess I don't really know like how, if my business would be more or less successful if I didn't have so much free content. But I mean, I guess I'm an example of somebody who gives out a lot of free content, has a very, very successful business by my, by my standard. And so you know, it can be done. It's just not something that I ever fuss in my brain about because I just want to get you the information. There's always going to be more to learn. There's always going to be more needed in terms of support and all that good stuff. So I personally just like rely on making the episodes as helpful as possible. And then I think it's just helpful to put your spin on like your personality, your background, like having a little bit something that's kind of unique to you and like the way that you talk about things. Um, even if you have a podcast that gives legal tips, for example, there's no reason why you can't like tell little stories or have a little like intro that's more behind the scenes and more personal, like if that's what your brand is about, you know? So, okay, let's get into all of your questions because everyone submitted such great questions. Desiree asks, do you record on your computer or have a setup? What app do you use to turn your video clips into IG posts? Okay, so that's a great question, Desiree. So I actually just record on QuickTime when I'm just recording audio. That's all I do. So usually for my Monday episodes, um, those are just more full length, full form podcast episodes. I just record those on QuickTime. 
on my computer. I just open QuickTime. I hit new audio file recording, and then that's it. Um, so that's what I do for those. For anything that I need to do on video, well, we were actually just having a meeting about this. So I'll tell you how I like currently do this, but I'm not going to do this very long. So I started out just to keep things simple because I'm a really big fan of just keeping things simple so you can actually get them done and like get started on a process and remain consistent with it. So whenever I do video podcasts, I actually just go on Zoom just by myself. I record on my Zoom and then I hit upload to the cloud so that it uploads automatically. Um, now I'm fortunate that I have a team and so somebody on my team can go into that like file. They can upload it to the podcast people. They then edit it and produce it and all that good stuff. Um, if it was just me, I probably still would do it that way. Um, there's probably like a zap you can set up for that on Zapier. But yeah, that's that's the way that I do it. I'm The reason I'm not going to continue with Zoom doing it that way is because the video quality is really bad. So I'm thinking about either using my phone or I have a, a nicer camera and then attaching my mic to it. So I'm going to kind of start playing around with that. I know some people will use like other apps called like Riverside. I just did a, a podcast interview the other day with Joe Casabona where we did um, the interview over Riverside. So like that's something you could explore as well. Okay. So Desiree asked also, I'm starting a podcast. What's your favorite way to plan an outline? So I, my favorite way to plan is to have a once monthly brainstorming session. So you kind of have to reverse engineer because I stay about a month ahead of time, um, for my podcast episodes. So when I'm recording an episode, it's typically about a month until you're hearing that. And so I'm always like a month ahead. This was something I definitely learned and became committed to like when my dad was sick. And then when my dad passed away, it was like, thank goodness I did this because I took off a little over a month and we were pretty much okay on podcast episodes. So I like to plan in advance. I keep a running, I've talked about this many times, but I keep like a running list in Asana of all of my ideas in general. Some of these ideas are always on the cutting floor. Some of them become posts. Some of them become Instagram stories. Some of them become full-fledged podcast episodes. Some of them just become stories and emails. Like I don't judge it or try to put too much into it. I just literally like jot it down free form, like completely brain dump in this list that I call ideas um, in Asana. So I do that every single day just because you'll, or whenever I come up with it, but just because you'll run out of them or you'll forget them. But I, at least like on uh, a more formal note, once a month we have a meeting and we plan out. So I'll pitch all of these ideas of like, I want to talk about this or I want to talk about that. Or my marketing manager, Rachel, will say like, well, we have a promo coming up. So we're going to talk about like X, Y, and Z. And we kind of like plot it all out and move it around on the map and make sure everything falls into place. In terms of outlining, um, I actually think I, I talked about this before on the podcast, but Lindsay, my operations manager, came up with a really good idea a while back. It's like probably been almost a year, but the but she said that like it's really helpful to have different weeks where we kind of focus on different elements of the podcast. Like the podcast takes a lot of effort. I put a lot of effort. We obviously spend a lot of money to put this together. There are a lot of people like working on this behind the scenes. So this is a lot. It doesn't have to be that much like to start out, but but at this point it's a lot. So we have like a week where we plan or ideate or whatever, then an outlining week, then a recording week. And then there's kind of the production and um, like all the deliverables that come from it. Like I'm supposed to write emails and 
things like that. So I write like some intro copy. It's a little bit different now that I hired a full-time marketing manager recently. So I don't have to do as much of that backend um, marketing stuff, but that's generally how I like to keep, I think that's like a great way. If I was by myself, that's how I would do it. I would kind of have that flow. So you'll have to let me know if that's helpful. Okay. Let's see here. I got so many good questions on Instagram yesterday. So I want to want to get to those. Okay. Teresa asked, does it cost um, any money to start one and are there continuing charges? So here's the the deal. I'll be honest with you, Teresa and everyone else. I, I hired a production team right away because at the stage of business, when I started a podcast that I was not like, there was no way that I was able to do that. Um, there are people available who like, you could record on QuickTime for free, for example, and then you can hire like an audio editor or some VAs, for example, have like experience with this, doing some audio editing, creating some audiograms for you to share. So like there are more affordable ways for you to go about that. I don't know whether or not it costs money to then go post on. I don't think so. But to like post your podcast on Apple or Spotify. I don't think so. I think that's free. Um, so that would be I would say like the cost of like whatever equipment you get up and running. Um, and then maybe if you needed to use any software, like if you wanted to use something like Riverside to record or something else like that. But otherwise, if you already have a computer and it has something like QuickTime or some other kind of audio recording, then no, in that sense. Um, but it, it would be probably difficult to edit on your own, although I know a lot of people do. Okay. Our Radiant Life said, how do you keep inspired with topics? I struggle a lot with what to talk about. So that's a really good question. And it's, I, I find that the best way to like stay inspired with topics is actually to make sure in your business, you're doing a lot of things that don't relate to what you do. So it's really easy in online business or with having a small business at, at this stage that our whole like life kind of becomes the business. And we, we think about the business a lot, um, or you have a lot of things going on, but maybe it's like always in the back of your brain, you know? So when that happens, we can sometimes run a little short on creativity. I find that the best thing I can do is go take a tech-free walk, practice some mindfulness where I'm like looking at the leaves and seeing the color and the texture and like trying to bring myself down. Like for me, grounding myself really works. It also really works for me to like get into any sort of pop culture situation. So I don't know why, but like my brain converts a lot of stuff from like TV shows and movies or if I go see a play or something like this, like I always walk away with like whatever lessons are in that TV show or in the like movie that I see. I always walk away with like, oh, that's like how this happens in business. And then I make that into a story of some some kind. I think the other way to make sure that you never run out of topics is to dedicate yourself. Like give me like 90 days with this ideas list and keep it wherever you want. It could be a note in your phone. It could be a journal. It can be an Asana task, like board, whatever. But give yourself 90 days to commit to like writing any little story. So here's why I think people make the mistake. People make the mistake of only writing stuff down once they have the idea. What I do is I write stuff down that I think is like a funny thing that happened to me. Like, you know, you went to the coffee shop and you were waiting for your coffee and the girl who like had walked in way after you, like when they hear, you know, the guy call up like cappuccino with almond milk, like she knows that cappuccino is not hers, but she goes up and she snags it because she's in a rush. And like me, because I'm like literally the embodiment of like Larry David, 
would be like standing there being like, what? Like, uh, you just took my latte. And then like complaining about it and everybody being like, why are you complaining about it? You should just be cool with it. So I feel like that's like an example where that's that's literally something that happened to me. It means nothing. It could be a nothing. It could be a total nothing burger. I wrote it down. I wrote it in the, I was like at my favorite coffee shop, girl stole my cappuccino. I felt like I couldn't say anything for fear of being labeled Larry David, like having Larry David's situation happen to me, something like that. Right. And then I think later on, I actually used that as a story that like converted to like not speaking up for yourself, not taking what's yours, not taking up space. Right. So that's an example where like, I didn't have like a brilliant idea or thought or a lesson when I saw that. I just like wrote down, like, that's interesting. It's my understanding, I know nothing about comedy, but it's my understanding that this is actually what comics do and that they write down like like funny stories or things that they see when they're out and about, like the lady yelling at everybody at Starbucks that her like cappuccino doesn't have enough foam or whatever. I'm giving a lot of cappuccino examples. But, you know, I think that that is actually something that comics um, <laughs> actually use as a strategy to come up with topics, especially because you're poking fun at life. And I find in in our businesses that like the best content that we probably can create comes out of our own experiences. And we live such busy lives and we have so many experiences and we're so like overstimulated and inundated with all these experiences that if you wait until later and now what happens is you're sitting down, you're like, okay, I have to plan a podcast episode. What should this podcast be about? And then there's just like a blinking cursor and you're like, I can't think of anything. Right. But instead, we're going back to this idea bank. We're going back to the cornerstone content that I talked about earlier. Like, have you knocked all those topics out? You know, I also think the last thing I want to say to you about this topic is that if and when you see stuff either out and about or on social media or in an email or whatever that gives you a strong reaction of any kind, you either are angry, you're upset, you love it. You're like, yes, yes, yes. Right. I agree with this. That's a topic you should be speaking about. So maybe you do some reflection about what you want to think about or say about it. Uh, I highly recommend processing things first before you go and try to put a podcast episode together. But yeah, that's what you would do. That's That would be my recommendation. All right. Chelsea asked, how far ahead do you plan your episodes? Do you use a system based on your launches? So this is such a great question, Chelsea. So I, I, I plan ahead of usually a few months, but we kind of keep it flexible, like when it's past a month or two, like it's, it's a little bit of like, we kind of think this is where we're going, but like, it's always subject to change because things change. But I record a month in advance. Highly, highly recommend to any of you who are thinking of starting a podcast, do not release a podcast when you only have one episode. I, I think I recorded like maybe six or eight before, like even, um, like we went live the launch day. So they released two maybe on the first day. And then back then I only posted once a week. So we had like about a month of slack to to like be able to get back up and running. You don't want to get into a habit like if if it's me, I would really rather you just like do it right and post the like have enough of a runway with your podcast because stuff comes up and you can't be in the cycle of like ideating, outlining, planning, recording editing and then writing all like the deliverables that go along with a podcast, like an email and social posts. That is a lot to do like every single week. So I think Lindsay's method of kind of giving yourself themed weeks and doing this in batches where you're recording maybe a handful of episodes every week. I have a rule that I never record just one podcast to sit down because it's like it's a lot of inertia and like planning. By the time I sit down, I better be recording more than one, you know? So 
I would say that like you would get this kind of planning batching method down and then that way you can work ahead and have a lot of consistency. I think with podcasting, just like any other channel, like if you're posting on YouTube or Instagram, consistency is key. People want to see you keep showing up. In terms of whether or not I use a system based on my launches, yes, in in general, yes. So what we do is essentially look at the content calendar. Like I know if you listen to my planning episode back in December, which I can link to below, I plan out just a handful of promotions or live webinars throughout the year. I then go like, so if we know we have one of those, that's like a kind of a big red dot on the calendar in terms of the podcast of like, hey, this webinar goes live this day or this product goes on sale that day. And so we back out a couple of weeks. We like reverse engineer a few weeks and say, what do we want to talk about to warm people up for a few weeks before this thing goes live or the thing goes on sale? And then, you know, the week of the podcast, like when it actually goes live, that's pretty like targeted usually to to the product or the sale. And then afterwards, I usually try to keep uh, like a really light episode or a guest interview, like something that's really not about me pitching anything or talking about a product or anything like that. So that's kind of my flow. In between those periods, if you listen to my planning episode, which I highly recommend listening to any time of the year, you'll know that in between those periods, I'm nurturing. So from there, I'm going back to like working on my evergreen strategy and like, am I hitting my cornerstone stuff or somebody like people keep asking this question, we got to address it or somebody brought up a really great question. I want to talk about it. And then I sprinkle in more personal stuff to keep it fun. And just for me to have something to look forward to, I enjoy like, I don't want to talk about legal all the time. Right. So like, it's fun for me to talk about something that's a little bit different. And I find by like kind of releasing those parts of myself, it makes me able to show up and do my job much better, like when I am doing legal episodes. So hopefully that was helpful. Okay. Deanna asked, what if your topic has been talked about so many times in different podcasts? I'm so glad that you asked that, Deanna, because I think that you should talk about whatever you want to talk about. I think as long as you're getting your ideas from yourself and not getting them because you're seeing other people talk about it, like, what I don't want to see people do in the online space is go like, okay, let me look up another like person in my industry who kind of does what I do. And like, let me see how they're or what they're talking about. And then you almost like use that as a rubric. Like, I'm not saying you're copying them, but like, I don't want you to treat what other people are talking about as like the standard. Like you get to set the standard. What should you be talking about? What do you wish people were talking about more? Right. I also don't care if people have talked about something. If it needs to be talked about, you should be talking about it too. And I would also love for you to start putting yourself in the position of being the person who starts conversations and doesn't just participate in conversations. You don't comment on conversations. You start conversations, right? And having a podcast is a great way to do that because you actually get to start really interesting conversations. And because it's a long form piece of content, you have the time to be able to like flesh out your argument or really like walk through people through something. And that really sets you as an authority in your space. Hopefully that was helpful. Deanna, let me know. Okay. So Megan asked, okay, so I've, let's say I've recorded my first podcast episode. Now what do I do? (laughs) So Megan, that's such a good question because it probably feels a little overwhelming, but hopefully I've given you some information about the fact that first I would not post it yet. I would bank more episodes. I would come up with a little bit of a strategy about what episodes you're really going to roll out. I think it's usually like a a good idea if you roll out a couple of episodes at once when you first release your podcast, you give people a little bit of a flavor. 
I tried to give people like a few episodes that were a little different. I had like a hot take, like community over competition was actually my first episode. And then I did like a legal one. It's the second one for scope of practice. So I was like, okay, I want to show people like what this podcast is going to be about. It's not just going to be about any one type of those episodes. It's going to be a little bit of everything. So I tried to give people that flavor right off the jump. So you could record more, come up with a plan, get in your groove, make sure you have enough material to like post for a while and start batching and and getting ahead. Um, And then I would also start thinking about your like distribution strategy of like, how are we getting this podcast in people's hands or in their ears? How are we getting people to listen? How are we spreading the word? What's your podcast all about? Who's it for? Right. So that's what I would think about, Megan. All right. We got another um, question on Instagram that said, what is all of the equipment and software that I really need to start? Okay. So I'm a big fan of not going crazy on tech or equipment or software um, to get started. So in terms of equipment, I think that your best bet, like the thing that I would spend the quote unquote most money on is a mic. If you don't have a good mic, then that's going to be really important because audio quality is very, very important, obviously, for podcasting. I have an audio technica mic, which we're going to link to below. It's also the one that I'm giving away. So if you haven't participated in the giveaway, just go down below. You can fill out the form to submit a question for a Sam Sidebar episode, and then you're entered to win um, that my tech package. But that's one thing. I would say the second thing I got, which is like the cheapest thing I got, was a little um, windscreen for the mic itself. With that windscreen, I'm able to block any of the super like popping noises. I also talk with my hands a lot. So sometimes if I like touch the table or hit something by accident, it can help to like blunt that a little bit. So that's that. Um, you're supposed to have these big fancy headphones when you have, or I feel like that's what podcasters say, but I hope that my, I hope that my podcast production team is loving this part of the episode where I'm like, why do you have to wear these? I'm not really sure. Um, it helps me at least to like block out the noise, but I'm not having any audio come back out. So I'm not sure why I'm supposed to wear headphones, but I do. You're also going to get those and you can use them for anything else in your business that you want to, but that's part of the giveaway. Um, so I don't know. They told me that a nice pair of headphones was pretty necessary, but honestly, I don't know why I just popped them on and started recording. I guess other than that, it would just be if you had to invest in any sort of software to record. So like something like Riverside, um, or something similar would be really important, um, or getting QuickTime set up and running or whatever. And then from there, it would be whatever it costs to edit or produce that podcast. Um, there are plenty of people who are available who do this on a smaller scale, my production team, Nova, is uh, amazing. I would highly recommend them. We'll make sure that I think they're always linked, but we'll make sure that they're linked. Um, it's it's not probably for somebody who's like just starting out unless you have like a bigger budget um, when you're starting out. But I think it's great uh, to hire this out if and when you can. It's been it's been huge for me. I would not be able to do it without them. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do it, obviously, without the team who who works on this behind the scenes. All right. So I hope that this Q&A episode was helpful all about podcasting. And have you entered the giveaway yet? You've got to go and enter a Sam sidebar question below. That will automatically enter you for the chance to win my exact podcast setup in terms of my tech tools. You'll get my USB mic, my audio Audio technica mic. You'll get my headphones, which as we discussed. I'm not sure why I need them, but you're going to get them and they're expensive. And you'll also get the pop filter windscreen, um, which is a a must if you want to record outside or if you use your hands like me. So to enter, submit your questions at samvanuelen.com 
slash legal question. You got to do that before March 16th. You get one entry per person. It's limited to those of you who are in the U.S., um, 18 or older. Uh, you don't have to purchase anything in order to win or anything like that. Um, so you want to go ahead and do that as soon as you can. We'll make sure that the link is down below in the show notes so that you can enter. Thank you so much for joining me on Sam's Sidebar. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. Please send me a DM and let me know if you got something out of it. I love seeing when you share on social media. Just tag me on Instagram at Sam Vanderwielen so that I can give you a shout out. And you know what I always ask. Go ahead and text this episode to a friend. If you have a friend who's been wanting to start a podcast, this is like a great thing to go and send them. So thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to chat with you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreelen and send me a DM to say hi. Hi.